Welcome to another bonus episode. This one is going to be in my normal voice because I'm closer now to the water or I'm close to the water and the waves are pretty loud because it's a windy day. So you probably can also hear the wind blowing a little bit on my microphones, but if you've listened to some of my other bonus episodes, then you know I've spent a lot of time researching fuzzy windscreens, so that way the wind doesn't sound horrible on my microphones. If I whispered and and got close to the waves, I think it would be kind of frustrating to listen to because you wouldn't be able to make out what I'm saying. And I'd probably be laughing and saying things and giggling to myself and you'd be wondering, oh, what, what did he just say? What did I miss? I think I'm learning slowly that when I do these beach recordings I have to find the right balance between the sound of the waves and my voice. If I whisper, I need to pull back really far away from the waves. And right now, I'm about maybe a hundred meters or a hundred yards away from the waves. I've also learned not to move too close. Because if I walked to the waves right now and you were trying to fall asleep to this, what would happen is the waves would get progressively louder as I walked closer and closer to them and then you'd have to reach over and turn down the volume. So my coconut brain is slowly learning how to do this, these beach recordings to make them appropriate I guess for falling asleep. You may notice, or you may have noticed, that the sounds are coming in in stereo. As you listen to the waves, you should hear some slight differences, especially if you have headphones on, to the sounds coming in your right ear versus the sounds coming in your left ear. Because right now I'm using two microphones. But my voice won't really be in stereo. My voice will always sound exactly in the center of your brain. That's because the microphones are attached to my head. So the distance between my mouth and each microphone is held constant. Whereas as, as I turn my head, 
the distance and the sounds reaching each microphone is changing to give you that immersive stereo sound. What I'll do for this recording is, I guess, guided imagery. I will share what I'm seeing and hopefully you can recreate that in your head as you listen and fall asleep. I am standing far back from the beach, so the is directly in front of me is just a lot of sand. It is overcast. It's not very sunny. It's not very hot. I have long pants on and a long sleeve shirt and no hat. So I'm not worried about being sunburned. It's cool and it's nice. In some ways it's perfect for someone like me who doesn't like being too hot and sweaty on the beach. Just a cool, breezy, relaxing day at the beach. There are, in front of me, there's no one. There's no people sitting, standing, or walking on the beach at this moment. As I look to the left, there's just two people walking away from me. Just going down the shoreline. As I look to the right of me, there are two people about a hundred yards to my right, and another three people a hundred yards after them, and then maybe 500 or a thousand yards or meters, there's a lifeguard station, meaning there's one of those tall lifeguard chairs, and there's a lifeguard in it. And there's a cluster of people sitting around that lifeguard. Maybe about 20 people. They're not sitting around the lifeguard all looking at the lifeguard. It's not like the lifeguard's giving a presentation. I think they're just a lot of families who prefer to be near the lifeguard. Maybe they have children. It would seem that the uh, more obvious reason, or the obvious reason would be because their children are swimming and they want their children to be safe, and maybe themselves. Except there's no one in the water. It is a little bit too cold, or too cool. It's not really cold, it's just cool to go swimming and the waves are a bit too active. So here's my deduction that I think those people are clustered around where the lifeguard is because that's where the entrance to the beach is. Yeah, it's that simple. I think they just, they park the car, 
they went, used the entrance to the beach. They walked about 20 yards or so and then just plopped down. I have walked quite a ways down the beach to, to find something a little more isolated. So I didn't have too many extraneous sounds coming in of people yelling, especially if you're trying to fall asleep. I think I also partially do it because I, I feel a little silly. You can add to this visual of me standing here on the beach is I have a big set of headphones on and that's so I can hear what you hear so I know not to make noises or I'm aware of noises that could disturb you while I'm recording this. So I heard like a dog barking really loudly and that was getting in the recording. I might just pause the recording so it wouldn't disturb you. My wife is on the beach also. She is about maybe 300 yards or meters down to my right. She's sitting in a beach chair reading an e-book. She has a, a blue beach hat on and she has a towel draped over her. It's a blue and white striped towel. So maybe she's feeling a little bit cold from the breeze. I saw something, it was about, I want to say about eight minutes ago when I was doing my introduction. I was trying not to get distracted because it was very interesting while I was doing my introduction to this episode. But I figured I could just wait to tell you about it. And that was a seal. There was a seal swimming in the water. It was about 30 yards or 30 meters out in the water and just swimming parallel to the shore moving from my right as I'm facing the water, moving from my right to my left. And that's kind of neat to see. The seal's head would pop out, take a breath, I guess, go back under, disappear, and his head would pop up a little bit further to my left, and he just made his way slowly from right to left in front of me while I was chit-chatting with you during the introduction. Also on the beach, there are, to my right, two people that are fishing. They both have shorts on, they both have baseball hats on, baseball caps. They look to be maybe in their 30s, both males. One has a short sleeve shirt on and the other one has a long sleeve shirt on. 
I've not seen them catch anything yet. And as I watch them right now, it looks like they've pulled their lines in. The guy in the long sleeve shirt is now walking away. He is heading back to wherever his beach spot is. I think he's given up. But the guy, the other guy in the short sleeve t-shirt, they were talking for a little while before the other guy walked away. So I'm going to take a wild guess that the guy walking away said, there's no fish here. This is a horrible day to fish. I'm done with this. Let's pack it up and go. And the other guy said, no, I think you just, we just need to be a little bit more patient. And the other guy said, not me. I'm going to head back. He said, and the other guy said, okay, I'm going to stay. And he is continuing to cast with hope. Seems content. The other guy is back at his beach at back at his beach spot. And it looks like he's there with other people. Aha. Uh -huh. My interpretation may have been wrong. Because now the guy who went back to his to his beach spot, he hasn't given up. He's now walking back to the fishing spot, or to the water. He still has his fishing rod. So now I'm going to change the story. I think the guy with the long sleeves decided that he didn't have the right lure. So he went to get some better lures and I don't like saying that word. Lure. Lure. Lure? 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 I don't know how to say that. Little little fishing stuff. So they're both fishing again. And they now have a friend. It is a four-legged friend. So when the guy with the long sleeves was walking back to join the other guy, this time he had a dog with him. It is a brown, medium-sized dog and curiously, the dog has a blue vest on. So I don't know if that's part of a harness. If it's to keep the dog warm on a breezy day at the beach. Or it's a life preserver. I would say two out of three of those guesses are ridiculous. And it is probably just a dog harness. Alright, they are both fishing again, but I don't see any fish being caught. A while ago, before I started recording this episode, I did see someone paddleboarding 
And I was surprised by that. And you may be surprised also. Because I did describe today as a very breezy day. And the water is choppy. If you're not familiar with paddle boarding, it's simply like a large surfboard, very large surfboard, that you stand up on and you use long paddles like a, or it's one paddle. But you know how in a kayak, the single paddle has the oar blades or the blades on both ends. When you paddleboard, you have the same kind of oar with paddle blades on each end, except it's just much longer than it is in a kayak. And I don't see the person now. So they've either just gone out of sight or they walked to the shore and missed them or the seal ate them. I don't know. Of course, usually always one of my guesses is ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. My wife has started paddle boarding and she loves it. She goes to a lake that's oh, like in 30 minutes from our house. I don't know how much she paddles. What she does is I think she does yoga on her paddleboard. Which sounds very peaceful. I'm not a yoga person. I tried it once. And it was uncomfortable. It was, for me, moments of discomfort punctuated by more moments of discomfort. Which just means, for anyone that knows anything about yoga, I'm exactly then the type of person that should be doing yoga. If it's uncomfortable, it's because I need to do the yoga. And they're right. They are correct. I should do yoga. I am not a very flexible person and it would help me be a lot more flexible. There is now a woman walking towards me, meaning just in front of me, not like towards me like she's about to make a beeline to me and hit me over the head with a piece of driftwood, but that she's walking in front of me. She's coming from my right side. I think she knows the two fisher guys, because she just said something to them, and the dog is now following her. She <laughs> looked up, she saw me, looked at me for a few seconds, and then turned around. I told you, I might, I might look a little strange out here with this, with these big headphones, the two microphones sticking on the side of my face, 
with big fuzzy balls covering them. I don't know, maybe she was just playing with the dog and just running up and down. It looks like the fishing may be over, because now they're both walking back to shore. And the guy with the long sleeves is he's back at the beach, wherever they were sitting. The guy with the short sleeves is heading back to there, and he stopped to talk to the woman in the white sweatshirt. And the dog is just kind of running back and forth between them. So they're all together. In front of that group of people, right where the water is meeting the sand, is a surfboard. Now that would be interesting to see someone out there on a surfboard. But the waves don't look that large. So maybe they were hoping for larger waves. It looks like all you could do today would be just to paddle around on your belly, which can be fun. But I don't see anyone heading towards that surfboard to use it. I did some surfing once. And my summary is, just like yoga, it is hard. I was out in California visiting a friend who I've been friends with since uh, we were probably like 10 years old or 12 years old. And then he went into the Navy. He got into the SEALs program. Didn't really like it so much, so he quit that, but I think he was still in the Navy. So anyway, he grew up and did a lot of water-like training. So he took me surfboarding, and he was really good at it. Here's my advice for you. If you ever go surfboarding, make sure you either wear a t-shirt or you have on one of those wetsuits. A wetsuit will give you two benefits, and I'll tell you a third one in a second. The wetsuit helps to keep you warm, and the wetsuit also protects you from the sun. There's a third benefit that no one tells you about, which I'll tell you about in a second. Or make sure you wear a t-shirt, and the t-shirt will help to protect you from the sun, and also do this other benefit that no one will tell you about. But I'm, I'm going to. I went surfing for the first time without any shirt on. And here's the, the basis of the problem. You've probably heard of surf wax. I always see it on people who wear like surfing t-shirts. <laughs> they just say surf wax on them. Or you may know about surf wax. You put the wax on the top of the surfboard 
and it helps your feet grip. It can also further help your feet grip because sand will stick into it. And now it's great. It's, it's kind of like sandpaper. So it makes it a bit easier to stand on your surfboard with that traction, that grip, and that friction. Here's the downside of that, which you're only going to know if you're not wearing a t-shirt or a wetsuit. And that is, as you get on and off the surfboard, I don't picture getting on with your feet. When you get on a surfboard, you slide on with your belly. And as you slide on with your belly, if there's a lot of wax in the board and there's a lot of sand stuck in that wax, then like I said, it's like sandpaper. So every time you slide on that board, you're taking the world's largest piece of sandpaper and you're rubbing it on your chest. And specifically, I'm, I'm just going to say the word once because I don't want this to be too weird as I say it. Maybe I'll just spell it out just in case there's any young listeners, I don't know. There's a, two very sensitive spots on everyone's chest. They're round little circles. N-I-P-P-L-E-S and hitting those with a very large piece of sandpaper again and again and again because especially for me I was not very good at surfing which meant I was falling off and needing to slide back onto that surfboard and every time I slid back on you know just dragged my belly and chest up that surfboard to get back on it I was taking that large piece of sandpaper and just rubbing it on my chest in those two sensitive spots. And you don't notice it at first. And then after a while, it gets sensitive. And what you'll notice is the salt water starts hitting it those two sensitive circle areas on your chest and it starts feeling painful and that's only the beginning because sure you'd be like okay I can't keep doing this because when I slide on my surfboard I feel the pain the salt water hits it I feel the pain so you're like no big deal I'm just going to go sit on the beach and you'll be fine as long as you don't have a shirt on. You'll be like, okay, that wasn't so bad. And then you're going to end your day at the beach by putting on a t-shirt. And this is where the surprise pain happens. Is it so sensitive after all that sandpaper and that even the slight touching of a t-shirt on those two round sensitive spots can send you into excruciating pain. I shouldn't really be telling you about such a painful experience while you're trying to fall asleep. Except it is funny.
but it's really not tragic at all. It's not traumatic. It didn't cause me anxiety. I kind of thought it was funny. I definitely think it's funny today. But it's a lesson I've learned about surfboarding that I try to pass on to others so they don't make the same mistake that I made the day I learned how to surf. If you're a long distance runner, then you already know about this. Because long distance runners, their shirts will slightly rub on those two sensitive spots while they run. And if you just run three miles or five miles, you're not going to have any problems, but if you run long distances, and that constant chafing and rubbing of whatever shirt you're wearing on those sensitive spots gets painful after a while. And so there are special bandages, or just you can use any type of bandage, and put those over those sensitive spots before you start rubbing, running. Whoops. Well, that's true too. Before you start running and before you start rubbing. So that way the chafing doesn't turn into a painful situation. They're sensitive little spots, those two spots. Alright, enough about enough about that. What I'm seeing now in front of me is four people just walking along the shoreline. No shoes on, all in shorts, but they all have long sleeve shirts on. So that's a good representation of what today is, what it feels like out here. It's, it's cool enough for shorts, but you probably want a long sleeve shirt on or a sweatshirt. They are now to the left of me walking away. They didn't really pay any attention to me. I don't think I'm super strange to look at either. The fishing guys are not back, so they're still sitting at the beach. Ooh, there's a, I see a kite on the beach now. Today is a great day for a kite. It is an orange kite with a couple of white ribbony tails on it. It's getting pretty high. Alright. I think I'm going to wrap this episode up so I can go and Join my wife in the beach chair next to hers. Hope you enjoyed my spoken tales from the beach and my observations. 